welcome to the first ever episode of Hedging Happiness. My name is Nick Beasler, and I will be joined by my co-host, Luke Mishu. I'll open it up to him in just a second here, but just a little background on kind of why we're doing a podcast. Uh, you know, we're pretty unique in being a first college football podcast, but uh, yeah, this is going to be a college football podcast, kind of focus on gambling picks with some interesting takes for both college and NFL as the weeks go on. And Kind of in addition to football, we'll talk about you know miscellaneous miscellaneous topics. Luke's a big finance guy, so you know we'll maybe give some uh, specialty stock picks that we think might be hot. Um, but the goal is to have you know 45 minute to an hour show once a week, uh, hopefully on Wednesdays to review the upcoming games, have a few segments, as well as have guests eventually on to share their picks and their stories. So now I'm turning over to my co-host Luke. Thank you, sir. Uh, hey, guys. Luke, miss you. I'll give you a little background. Um, Beasler and I played soccer together at Notre Dame for, what was it, four years? Uh, I was uh, a year older than him. Um, grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, after school, went to play at D.C., United for a couple years, um, went back to school, and now, as Beasler mentioned, working in in finance. But I think the more important backstory is probably you know how I was brought up a degenerate gambler. Um, my first time to Vegas was when I was eighteen with my cousin's fake ID. The first time I probably ever truly gambled was online poker on my dad's account when I was maybe 16 um, and really started getting into sports gambling in in college when, you know, the the offshore apps got really popular, um, had some ups and downs since then. But uh, in the last couple of years, uh, Beasler and I have been uh, gambling a lot together. Uh, sometimes successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully. But uh, bees, why don't you why don't you tell everyone about yourself? Yeah, well, see, I didn't wasn't as much of a degenerate as you clearly mapped out. I my first time going to Vegas was maybe when I was 26, so I'm a little bit behind the curve. But I have an incredible role model in you, and that's kind of how I got hooked, uh, Mishu kind of threw the bait out there and he he snagged me and ever since then we once monday or tuesday comes around we pretty much talk uh text non-stop to get our picks what we think uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that that's kind of like the basis of this show to kind of you know talk freely because that's kind of why we wanted to do this instead of just texting each other we wanted to you know let's just talk about everything on the web and on on the podcast here so but for me yeah I, I currently play soccer in Real Salt Lake, or for Real Salt Lake. I've got two older brothers. Uh, we've, we, we've been a sports-centric family, and that's probably why I enjoy gambling on football, especially, and uh, really only football. But, yeah, I'm from Kansas City, so you'll hear me talking about the Chiefs all the time. I'm a big Notre Dame fan, so... That's kind of why we named it Hedging Happiness, because uh, being a huge Chiefs and Notre Dame fan, we I find myself in a predicament all the time 
do I want to bet Notre Dame or do I want to bet against them? And the reason behind hedging happiness is if you bet on the other side of the team you love and your team loses, a lot of times you're going to make the money, but you're going to come out feeling very disappointed. So you're a little happy, but you're also very disappointed. And on the other side, if you go put all your chips in and you bet your favorite team and your favorite team loses, oh, that's just the worst feeling in the world. And I think the same, the same is uh, true for you with your, your Tennessee volunteers. Yeah, so I, I think at the beginning I was all about hedging happiness, you know, come out, you know, a little, a little happy no matter what. But I'd say in the last couple years, I have been all about doubling down on happiness. As, as our uh, sports psychologist used to say, I'm all about agony or ecstasy. I don't want to... I don't want to cheer for my team, but then against my team. Um, and then, and realistically, I think it's happened a couple times where you can bet if you bet for your team or if you bet against your team and it's not enough money, you know, very quickly, or if it is enough money, you know, and you're, you're actually still weighted one way or the other. So I, I kind of said, do away with the whole thing and I'll just bet my team. It is funny how like, like you said, if you bet enough money, you end up not rooting for your team, and that's a terrible feeling. Yes. Because you don't want your team to win because you have enough money at stake. And on the flip side, you bet a little bit. It's like, that's nothing. Like, I, I would rather lose X amount of dollars and have my team win. And so I'm we, we're kind of in the same boat, whereas – we, we just put, we go all in almost on our teams or, or it's a no bet. Um, and I think that's where we've learned. It's difficult to find the, the perfect hedge. I know one of our friends, Pat Hodan had the uh, big bucks guy, NBA bucks guy, and he would bet uh, the Hawks. He would bet, um, he would bet whoever they're playing against throughout the, throughout the playoffs, but he would only bet like 10 bucks and it wouldn't really influence whether wow. he was happy or not. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an art, it's difficult, and oftentimes you get it wrong. And so, you know, but that's the that's Well, you hear, you, you hear a lot like on a live bet, you know, I'm going to hedge my bet. And when it works, you feel like you, you saw it perfect. You nailed it. You know, I saved some money. But when you lose, there might not be a worse feeling than trying to like properly like hedge a bet and you lose both sides of like a live bet. And that really puts you, that puts you a couple feet underground. I, uh, that happened to me too. It's funny how the games you remember, right? I remember being in Old Town Poorhouse in Chicago, Texas, Oklahoma. And I, I bet Texas, I think it was plus seven. And the game, Oklahoma was, I believe, blowing them out. Texas was storming back. I said, if, if this line gets back to plus seven or minus seven, Oklahoma, I'm taking it. I'll get out with, you know, losing the juice. I did it. Texas ended up covering, and I was not happy at all. So I said, never, <laughs> it's... never hedge, never hedge a bet with a live line, never hedge happiness. So that's that kind of, I guess, puts me onto my next thought. And you know, we didn't talk about this going in, but it just made me think: with gambling, there's always a few games that you remember that you either nailed or that you completely missed. And obviously you just had one that you missed. What like, what's the one game to you that you're just like 
saw it a, a week in advance and absolutely nailed it. It was in 2017. I was at Texas, and I believe we were having a, a really good year that year also. And it was towards the end of the season. I believe Drew Locke and Missouri were playing at Vandy, and I think the spread was something like 17. It had to have been high. It was high. It, it was high, ever been but it was not nearly high enough. And I remember telling you, and I obviously like went through the, the contact list, told you, told Mark, my dad, my uncle, and I was like, look, like we have to jump. This is obviously on a Monday. Jump on it now. It's going to go up. We jump on it. The game opens up. I think it's like 21 nothing in the first quarter, and I feel like a freaking king. Now, naturally, Vandy made it a little bit closer than it needed to, but but Missouri ended up covering no problem. That was that was like the clearest I have ever seen a game for sure. Yeah, yeah, I remember that very clear because within the first five minutes of the game, I you were telling me how smart <laughs> you were, which that obviously always happens. And whenever you're right, and you're pretty <laughs> quiet whenever you're wrong, but so am I. That's how it works. For me, it was, and we were on the same games here. It was the when LSU won it all. It was that whole day. We had to, we've talked about this a few times, but it was the New Year's Day, wasn't it? Uh, maybe New Year's Eve. Best day of betting Anyways, ever. It, yeah, it was Notre Dame against Iowa State. Notre Dame won comfortably by 30 points. Easy. Then it was Penn State and Memphis, Memphis I believe. And we were on Penn State. And it was not comfortable. Memphis. It was not comfortable at all. We didn't really deserve this one, if I remember correctly, but we, we came out with a win. Easy. The next game was LSU versus Oklahoma, and that game was over in the first minute. And that was that that game specifically was the best game to be on LSU of all time. And and honestly, though, I will say in that vein, there's only one way to be happy when you bet a game, right? Like either you lose, you're unhappy, or you win by a million points, and you're unhappy because you're like why did I not bet more it's almost only that perfect just eking out the spread at the last minute that's, that lets you say thank God I am so pumped which is what happened in the last game that day with Clemson and Ohio State with the interception and the touchdown or in the in the end zone yeah Sean Wade I think the cornerback gets ejected Clemson gets energized and they come back storm back interception in the end zone from fields Clemson wins we had no business winning that but like you said it's like Vegas is how many times is Vegas spot on like all the time so when you beat Vegas by like one point or like you know they end up making their money but when you're on the right side of it you're like yeah that's a good line but I I had the right side of it just that's that right there is an all-time feeling um but yeah I think that's a good intro I think let's go um Let's go into this year's college football. Um, we already had week zero, some, you know, pretty good games. I think the favorites, six minus Illinois, pretty much took care of business. Um, but it feels amazing to have college football back. I've been, um, I've been waiting for, I think, I've been waiting for college football for, obviously since the last game ended, the championship ended, but really doing doing research, looking at lines for the last month. 
because this is like when when there's money to be made right no one knows anything you have an edge right and you follow your team or your teams your conferences you have an edge because no one no one knows how it's going to shake out right now the lines are the lines are jacked up you either come out hot or you don't and it's it's always a little nerve-wracking you know your first couple games when you put a a few wagers down and you kind of see how it goes and so we'll yeah we'll talk about the picks that we have going into week one we kind of took week zero off just because we wanted to you know save all of our mojo going into week one and kind of give our picks to to all you listeners um i guess before we get started though let's kind of preview the teams and let's like the, the top 10 what do we have the ap top 10 we've got bama at one oklahoma two Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas A&M, Iowa State, Cincinnati, your Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, and then North Carolina. Um, what do you think? Like, how do you think that top ten looks? Looks safe, right? You, no one's ever going to say Alabama shouldn't be number one, and then you're never going to get upset with Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio Depending State. national champs, it's hard not to put them at one. Yeah, and then you – you have the the next three who are always in playoff contention, and then it, the fifth spot's Georgia, who recruits as well as anybody in the top five, if not the best, but for some reason hasn't been able to put it all together. Some say quarterback play, which should be solved for this year. And then I think from five to ten, you have teams that are, are in a tier below talent-wise uh, and maybe – I mean, obviously, in performance in the, since the college football playoffs became a thing. So in that top four, who would you, who would you put in there? If, or do you like the way it is? Oh, I, so I would say, like, the way I evaluate a, like a, a top ten power ranking, call it. I, I don't look at the stats. I don't look at, you know, who did what. It's, like, a very few things that change, like, week to week, right? So – like first is like quarterback obviously is the big one and then the second is schedule. I'm ranking these teams based on who I think has the best shot to win the national championship. So number 1 for me is going to be Oklahoma. Right? I think they they check the quarterback box, right? As do a number team a number of teams. I think they check the defense box more than they have previously. Um I know, being a Tennessee fan, they they picked apart our roster. They took three of our best players, um, and then I think the one of the most important things is they have a soft schedule. Like it, they play Iowa State at the end of the year in Norman, Oklahoma, and that's kind of only the only game that should be a game. Now Oklahoma always slips up with a game at Oklahoma State, TCU, whatever it is, but I just. I think if you have a, a better defense, not I'm not even saying a good defense, a better defense, powerhouse offense, like you should be able to to wipe, you know, to crush your schedule. So that's Oklahoma. Number two, I'm putting Georgia. Same thing. Check the quarterback box. I think JT Daniels is legit. He started doing really well towards the end of last year. They have a bunch of starters coming back on defense. And the big thing for me is like, do you have the talent to win? I look. I looked uh, on rivals in 2018, number one recruiting class. Bama was seven that year. 
In 19, number one recruiting class, Bama was two. In 20, number one recruiting class, Bama was three. In 21, number five recruiting class, Bama, uh, I believe, was one. And so, like, then you said— They're always good. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they have the players, yeah. right? Kirby Smart recruits, like, George is a hotbed. It, they're going to they're gonna be a team. Now, the next question is, what's their schedule? And they just have—they really only have one game, and it's to start the year. And it's Clemson on a neutral field, I think, in Charlotte. And then it's like they play Florida uh, in Jacksonville every year, and then it's at Auburn, but I don't give any credence to Auburn. So it's like, can they win that first game? And even if they so win for it. So you, for you, it's it's Georgia. If they beat Clemson, they will be in the college football playoff. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Because they're not going to slip. I mean, and that's the difference, I guess, with in your thought process with Georgia and Oklahoma where Georgia, they don't slip. That's your, they're saying, if they can win this big, and the difference is maybe they don't win the big game. Where as of late, kind of OU, they've never, won, you know, they've got smoked in a college football playoff, but their big, big, big 12 games, they win. Yes. But then they slip up against someone you don't expect. Where Georgia, they seem not to necessarily win that big game, and they might slip up. Or excuse me, they won't slip up. Exactly. And so that's kind of your thought process. It's, it's, it's week one or it's their season's over for you. Very, very much so. And that, and that carries me. What a feeling that is, by the way, these Georgia, like they're probably, they've got to be thinking that too. Cause you know, maybe they're thinking, you know, if we win, we're, we're going to make it. If we lose, maybe we can run the table, but then, then you run the risk of running into the SEC schedule and then Bama. And, Which is scary. And, the, and the, the flip side is you could say, well, Clemson has to, say, has to have the same mentality except even more because they play no one. If they lose this game, there is no way they make the college football playoff, right? For sure. So where were you at there? Is that not, that Georgia was, was at three? That was two. I'll, I'll go three, four, five quickly. Three is Bama. I think I'm not going to put them behind – anyone else right now but i just i don't believe i don't know what to believe about bryce young uh i think that unproven no one knows yeah and it's not like like when we watched i remember watching tua when he was backing up jalen hurts and it was like this guy is (laughs) this guy is so good he should be starting you know bryce young when he played the few times he played last year i didn't get that feeling it could be a very like an old school bama team where they try and run it and play good defense i know they're supposed to have a good defense this year but i don't think that's gonna that i don't think that's where college football is gone and then number four ohio state i'm just not gonna i'm you you can't have a top four without either ohio state or clemson also in there and number uh five is clemson i i don't think you can lose trevor lawrence and and uh etienne and just pick up right where you left off. They don't recruit like Bama, Georgia. It's not it I think people are about to see how how difficult it is to replace like stars on a roster with Clemson. And I I, I don't everyone points to this DJ uh I don't even know Ugalele. Yeah yeah. Ugalele. Ugalele. Can you can you try to spell that real quick? U G L I and then a, v- a lot of vowels and a V. But, but he, had, he had a good he had a good Notre Dame game, right? And that's what everyone points to. And that's that's fine. 
but it's not like a body of work by any means. And they have to play a great Georgia defense to start the year. And I think early in the year, good defense beats like good offense. Um, so that's, that's my top five. And then I'll rounding it out. I have A&M, North Carolina, Iowa State, Cincinnati, and Wisconsin. So, yeah, so no Notre Dame there. I see that. No, um, no Notre Dame. We'll get into that. We'll, uh, we'll scratch the surface with there. So I'll go mine real quick because mine is – my top five is exactly what the AP is. And I'll give my rationale. Bama, again, I, they're Bama. Like, I can't replace them until they lose. Like, I just – it's saving. It's Bama. It is what it is. Like, they're going to win until they lose. And then whatever. OU, just kind of everything you said – Better defense, offense is really good this year, and on paper they should win every single game in the Big 12. See, I've got Clemson ahead of Georgia. It's Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and where you don't trust DJ, I love me some DJ. I love him. More than, tri- more than JT Daniels. Yes. Okay. Like a thousand percent more. Like if you were to switch those quarterbacks, those teams would be switched. And Georgia could very easily win the national championship. Like, I, I have all my trust in DJ. The performance that he had against Notre Dame, and I know you said it's one game, but, like, Notre Dame's got a pretty good environment, and he went up for, like, 400 passing yards or whatever it was, and overtime game, and he – no one expected them to do anything, and he was electric. We just don't know. So that's why I have them. It could, we don't, it could be we, a flash in the pan. I would rather have that little flash in the pan than JT Daniels every single day. Oh, no. Every single day. And, you know, I, Justin Ross is coming back. He has a weapon. That guy was unbelievable before he was injured last year. So we'll see. But, yeah, like you said, still like Georgia. And then Ohio State, that's – I just think – I think they're going to roll the Big Ten, but I don't trust the quarterback, Stroud. I just, again, what, like what's he going to do? They've always, you know, with Fields, that's what kind of put Ohio State really – I know they won with, you know, Zeke and Cardale, and that was before Bama and Clemson really established themselves, though. So we'll see with them, too. I just kind of – that's more of a – like you said, you put them there because they deserve to be there of what they've built up over the last few years. And then the rest of my – rounding out the top ten, I've got A&M, Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Iowa State, North Carolina. I put Notre Dame at seven. I think Brian Kelly is, like, the third or fourth best coach in college football. Behind he, behind who? Saban and Sweeney. And you could maybe – oh, Ryan Day is there. He's he's really good. But also he's got, Riley. like – See, those guys – I feel like they inherited really good programs, and they, they've done really well with it, right? Good coaches. But I really think Brian Kelly is number three. He if – I, if he got one top two quarterback, they could, be, they could be in contention to win it all. And obviously they have been, but everyone knows they, they really haven't been. With one really, really good quarterback, I think – like last year's team, they could have competed for sure. Yeah, I think. But I think he's a really good coach. We'll, we'll, I'm really sure do. we'll get into it over the course of the season. But I think Notre Dame has a very, very real ceiling on the program just because of because of their academic standards and, 
and I think that's. What a, do you think that ceiling is, though? Is it number? Is it like the fourth best team or the fifth best team? I think it's out because they've shown, they've shown that they can be like the fifth best team, the fourth best team. Yeah, I think they're fine. I don't think they'll ever jump into that top four conversation. You know, I I don't think. And that's the. That's the problem with college football, though. Like, who is going to jump into it? It's, it we have three teams. And, but that's why, like, the rest of the, re- the regular season is unbelievable because all the games are awesome, and then the, the playoffs, are they are what they are, you know. But I, I think, like I said, I think they're, like, they're very, very close. Very, yeah, I, I agree. Like, Notre Dame, okay, I'll give you this. If Notre Dame can get a Johnny Manziel type player to go to Notre Dame, then yeah, they can like compete, right? Because they can probably get a, enough like four and five stars to have like a solid team and then you need a game a game changer. Whereas Bama doesn't need that Johnny Manziel type guy at quarterback every to compete every year. And if you run That's up fair. if Notre Dame runs up against another good quarterback at an Ohio State or I'll even throw Georgia, you know, Clemson. Like, it's just, I, I think that, and it's kind of shown, like, it's just too much across the board to handle. Yeah, they get a little mismatch, but, like, yeah, every team does in a way. Like, Texas A&M is the same thing last year. But, yeah, I they, they, they are awfully, awfully close. But it'll be exciting. We'll see. I think this could, you know, this is potentially their down year. Um and they play Florida so State. The, they play Florida State to open the year. Like, we'll see what happens. That's, yeah, we'll get into that uh, with some of our <laughs> gambling picks, which let's, I think let's get into that right now, huh? I'm in. Um, so something that we're going to do for this podcast is Luke and I are going to kind of play a game. We're going to offer up a variety of picks in a, a way where we're going to give a few likes that we, we like. We're not, you know our confidence level is not terribly high on it. And we'll give our, our loves a little bit more confident, and then we're each going to give a lock of the week. Um, and we'll, we'll keep um, a record uh, throughout the year, and then maybe the loser towards the end of the year, you know, if we, we get enough listeners, hopefully maybe you guys can decide a punishment for the loser, uh, something that could be fun uh, to do. So I will open it to you. You go first. Give me a few of your likes for this week one. Yeah, so my first like is you can kind of gather from my power rankings and my thoughts on the teams. I have Miami plus, well, I think when I when I checked, it was 18.5 versus Bama. Um, I think that line's actually gone up to 19.5 now. Uh, people are loading on Bama, and I get it. Like, Bama opens up these games against I think they've done against ACC and Big Ten opponents and just thrashed them in these games like wipe them off the field I just think that this Bama team is going to be probably a little bit more old school and I don't know what to think of Bryce Young and Derek King is like he's a good quarterback he's electric and like and and here's the thing (laughs) Like, I'm not a football, like, mind. I don't, I don't know how, like, the lines interact and, like, how Bama's, like, stout defensive line is going to let not let him do certain things. But I'd rather have the better quarterback, which I think is D- Derek King. And I, and I think 18, 19 and a half points is a lot of points. Now, I, 
I could hate myself in the beginning of the or in the halfway through the first quarter, you know, when Bama has a pick six and a run back for a touchdown and it's over. But so I'm thinking that the thing with Bama too is they always seem to have a like relative some a game like this that they're clearly favored in, favored in. And I I could be wrong, but I always feel like they smoke the team. Yes, every but time. This is a different team, so we don't know. You know, it's they're losing a bunch of weapons and. Like you said, I think the X factor in this game is Derrick King. Yes, I completely agree. Like, can he, can he make plays? Bama has typically kind of struggled with mobile quarterbacks. You look at the, the game that they lost to uh, Johnny Manziel. Mobile quarterback. Makes plays when things break down. Like, unbelievable. Like, that's, that's what can beat Bama. And I think maybe – I don't think Miami will even get close to beating them. But for your sake, maybe they'll cover. And I love the opportunity for a backdoor cover in these games. That's <laughs> a lot of points, um, which is kind of the opposite of what your next game is, right? Yes. So this is a little bit more of, like, I, I pride myself being on, like, an SEC guy, right? And so in the first week, I'm looking for, like, SEC – Teams that are like middle of the pack, maybe rising, and this this week's Kentucky against Uni- or, uh, University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, I think Kentucky has brought itself into the middle, the lower part of the middle tier of the SEC East, at least. I think um, I think they're they're well coached. They have a. They got a transfer quarterback. I, I've been on the Tennessee chat boards. I've heard good things. Um, <laughs> I, That's not surprising. <laughs> I think. I, I think that they are a team that is solid and is not going to lose or make games close that they shouldn't anymore. I think this one could be forty points. They have a solid defense. So, what are yours? What All are your right. likes this week? Yeah, so mine, I'm going to stick, and now I'm not going to appeal to the, you know, my Utahns, but that is my first my first pick, and it's BYU. And the funny thing is kind Wait, of... Wait, what did you call What did you say, Utahns? Yeah, Utahns. How do you spell that? Uh, I'm going to say U-T-A-H-N-S. <laughs> I don't know. You can't, you know, it's, man, my Utahns, you know. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I like I like BYU against Arizona in Vegas. I think that's pretty much going to be a home game. Um, I we kind of alluded to how we were so excited that we get on these games so early that we got on this game last week, week zero, and the line that I had got was eleven. I think it's jumped up to twelve and a half now, and. What a feeling that is, yes. by the way. You already know that you've won the game, even before it happens when the line moves in your favor. But I like that one. I, be honest, I didn't really do a ton of research on this one. I just <laughs> know Arizona stinks. And BYU, they were really good. Obviously, they're going to have a new quarterback this year. But I, I tr- they're, they're a good, well-coached team, and they're always solid. And Arizona stinks. That's It's more Arizona is no good this year. Yeah, I <laughs> – I and like that's that's what I think like our like podcast is right like we're not like X's and O's like guys this team plays a three four this team plays like a wing T you know like it's yeah. it's a lot of it's feel it's it's really feel, feel. I, it's like how I putt man like show me a line and I know I'm gonna miss it like I can't see the line no matter what 
it's all fair. <laughs> I know I'm gonna miss it. Yeah, and then you 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 hit one like ten feet past, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that was the one. I just hit it too hard. Yeah, yeah. What are you, I, the, the last thing I want to hear on a golf course is hit it harder than you think. Hit it. It's softer than you think. Like, well, you know, how do you know what I'm thinking? It's like this. It's it's uh, same same sort of feel. It's it's so true. Just it's. At the end of the day, you, you see a team that you, you either really like or you really dislike, and you're going one way or the other. And I just think BYU, I agree with you, just seems like a bunch of disciplined, well-mannered, you know, type of guys. And I, you know, I think I think those are guys that you back week one. Yeah, week first game, you, you want those guys on your side. <laughs> so my next like is the complete opposite of the, the Arizona being stinky and I don't like them and it's it's my Notre Dame Fighting Irish versus Florida State, minus seven and a half, and I I just it's I had you know it's good Sunday night <laughs> I'm gonna be watching the game I'm gonna be amped up it's like I give me some of that like I need it I'm I'm gonna be wired I think I think they're they've got a good group you know some good playmakers coming back they lost a bunch but. What's the safety's Tell name? Tell me the last time. That safety's awesome. Kyle Hamilton. He's so good. Stud. He should be on. Stud he player. looks like he should be on Bama. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's on. He's on a better team. <laughs> but I was getting into like, tell me the last time, Florida State has been good. The Jameis. Oh yeah, Jameis. Right, and that was so long ago. Now that's seven years. That's a eight years ago. That's a lifetime in college football especially from where they went to where they are now i think jimbo fisher throw him into the coach conversation at you know top five when he left that program has been absolutely nothing they've been trying to find their footing and they can't so like me some notre dame minus seven and a half is what i have the line at uh so for loves i'll, I'll start with this one i've got two as well um, we've kind of talked about this game. LSU minus four, I like, at UCLA. Some controversy going on kind of with the, the hurricane. Hopefully everyone's safe there, obviously, first and foremost. Um, but I, this is, again, I don't, like, UCLA looked so good last week, but they played Hawaii. Who knows what Hawaii is? And I I just trust LSU to be really good again. Dude, and I think they've got a good defense. And I think they, they're kind of going back to their offense at 2019 where they won, and I think they're going to light UCLA. I think I watched, I watched that game, and, like, UCLA ran all over Hawaii, right? But when they did try and pass, that quarterback did not look good, right? And it's going to be LSU's going to— It's SEC defense. Yes, LSU's going to stack the line. They may not even need to stack the line. Or stack the box. They can go one-on-one yes. with Stingley. He, he probably, so Stingley good. can probably guard two of UCLA's <laughs> guys for all I know. <laughs> and and this quarterback yeah. gets gets a little bit of pressure. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. UCLA is, like, giving out free tickets. I think it's for this game because their attendance is, like, so horrible. So, like, call it a neutral stadium apart from the travel. Like, I, I agree. And this line has gone down, actually, to I think it's two and a half now. Love it. Yeah, I, two and a half. Get a get, hook that field goal. Get it now. You've already got it. It's, and thank us later. I I I like that pick a lot. What's your other one? Um, my next pick, and you, you're gonna laugh at this one because this is a team that I love to bet, and I usually never will watch them play, but I love to bet them. 
and this is Army. <laughs> I always love a good team that no one's going to watch. I think I can pick these games out of thin air, these games that – again, I don't know anything about Army. I, they're playing Georgia Southern, I believe. The line is plus two for – or Georgia State, plus two for Army. Dude, Georgia State's a good team. And yeah, so Army's disciplined. Triple option. How are you going to defend it? It's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I kind of like the under in that game too. But uh, I, they've never. I, I'm hot with Army, and I, I just got to stick with them. The number, <laughs> and of, that's my X's and O's. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm the, hot with them. The number of times I get a text, whether it's after a brutal Saturday leading into a Saturday night or a random Thursday, of you should definitely take Army. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you know about Army? I don't know, man. I just feel it. It's in my bones. So usually the Army pick is always like, I don't know if they've ever had a night game, ever. Yeah. They always play like the 3.30 game, and it's usually when I'm either trying to push my luck <laughs> yeah. and I had a good, uh, you know, like a good morning betting Big Ten, you know, shitty football. Or I had a, her- a horrible morning. I'm like, I need to get back my bread and butter. Give me some Army. I won't watch it, but I know they're going to win. It's your it's your heat check team. Yeah. Or they're, they're like, let's get going again. Or your, yeah, or reverse reverse of fortune team. Yeah, if you were to tell me my, what my record is betting Army in the last four years, I'd say undefeated. <laughs> and I know it's not. I know, I know, feels, I, I know it's not. It feels undefeated. But, it, I, yeah, I, I think I am. So let's go Army. Plus two. <laughs> All right, I'll give you uh, my two loves. I'll start with the one I'm less excited about first, and that is the Georgia money line versus Clemson. This this is a little less of like what I think is going to happen in the football game, and more of just like I don't think anyone knows. I think these teams, Georgia could come out and have a stinker. Clemson could have a stinker. They both could be lights out. No one knows. So why is Clemson favored? Right, like. I, that that that's the part that doesn't make sense to me. Maybe it's because the game's in Charlotte and they think they'll have more of a home crowd. But I I don't. And you like the juice. It's like that that little juice that you like, and it's so appealing. Like you could you didn't even look at the teams and like you just saw the juice. Give me that plus one forty two. I think it's down to plus one thirty now. <laughs> I feel good. Already won the game. I, yeah, I mean I, when that happens, you are you. Are, I check those lines all the time. I just want to know that people are confirming that I'm thinking the right thing. And it kind of goes back to your AP rankings. Like, you, you, you think Georgia's might be a little bit better. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. And that's that's the game of the week. And that's a great game to have action on because everyone's going to be watching it. So why not pick a side? 100%. That, that's, that's the other part. Sometimes you just want to go out. You're going to a party that you're not really excited about or you're, you're bored bet a game this is this yeah, is one of those a crowded games. bar that you can't hear anything <laughs> um <laughs> so then now we come to my doubling down on happiness uh i i took tennessee minus 32 and a half versus bowling green state university and the th- thanks for that clarification. <laughs> it's just, the more the more words there are to a team, the worse they are. <laughs> so the thought here, okay. So the initial reaction, I'm sure, is 32 points for Tennessee against anybody is ridiculous. I don't care who it is. Correct. Here is the thought. The thought is Tennessee just brought in Josh Heupel, right? Offensive guy. 
if there's anything this guy needs to do this season, it is just score a million points. Whether we lose a million to a million one, people aren't going to care. He knows that he's got to show an offense. So then the next question is, does he have the, the talent to do so? And we just announced this week that Joe Milton, is the transfer from Michigan, he started Michigan a couple games last year, is going to start. We've got some, we've actually got some pretty good wide receivers, um, decent, like we're, we're not a bad team. I think we suffered for a while, maybe the last 20 years from being poorly coached. Um, but we, we have talent and I just think that people are going to be, it's a night game. It's Thursday. People are going to be amped and it doesn't make any sense that it's for Bowling Green, but people are just excited for something new. It's, uh, it's going to be, I can't, I can't wait for Milton. Cause he was really, really good at Michigan. Like so good. And they've always had good quarterbacks there. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for him to stumble, and it'll be the same tune another year for you. Oh, our quarterback sucks if we had a quarterback. <laughs> but that's – yeah, we'll see. It's, it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points to It's, it's to a lot swallow. of points. Um, I'll be curious to see how this game goes for the rest of the season with how you bet on Tennessee. Because normally – You'll constantly bet Tennessee, but I, if this game is, like, close, oh. and let's, like, humor me. Let's say it's, like, 14 points. I don't even know if you'll ever touch Tennessee the rest. If it's 14 points, I, it depends what the score is, but I have, I will shift to more of an over type of bet, which, <laughs> which still hurts, like, it, it's still, still some action, of course. It still violates the, you know, double down mentality because then when when someone else has the ball you're cheering for them so i i don't know if i can actually do it but i think this game is going to be like 50 to 14 it, the line's already up to like 34 and a half now like people love joe big joe yeah you hit it you, you you saw that one early and it's gone up in your favor um so let's get let's get to our locks real quick um these are our big ones that we think for sure we'll hit and we're, we're really confident in. I'll start. Um, I know your lock has changed a little bit. So I, I had Kansas State. Both my parents went there. I'm a homer. <laughs> Manhattan, Kansas. Little Apple. We're just a bunch of fanboys over here. <laughs> we just yeah, cheer for, more or less. We it's bet for like, our teams and hope they do well. <laughs> this one, though, I really I, I feel very good about. I feel awesome about this one. It's at Kansas State. They have a great record at home. They good little home atmosphere. Been to many games. Humble brag. Is Bill Snyder? Um, is Bill Snyder still their coach? Yeah, he's no, he's no longer <laughs> there. Uh, got a good new coach though. He's been there for a few years now, but must have anyway, missed that hire on two, ESPN. It's Bill Snyder Stadium. Put some respect <laughs> yeah. on it. Um, I've got them at minus two. I think the line is now at minus three. So I got it ahead of the field goal. I still like them at minus three. Uh, Stanford just lost their quarterback, what, to the Texans? Yeah, they're good. They, you know, their coach is good, David Shaw or whatever his name is. Um, but I like Kansas State's roster. I think they got a, their quarterbacks back and full confidence. Hit, hit this one hard. I like it. I don't know anything about it, but I like it. I'll probably end up betting it. <laughs> 10 o'clock game. Get a little morning action. Yeah. 10 o'clock mountain time. So my... Beasler and I had a, a team two years, was it two years ago? Or was it, it was two years ago. 
where we just rode them and yeah until they until they told us not to and we bet them the first game which we lost but we saw the game and we knew they were good and we bet them for like the next eight games i think they covered every single game and they finished like 10 and 2 against the spread yes and for me this year that team's oklahoma (laughs) but i will say that's not my lock it was my lock but the game got shift because of hurricane ida and now it's at oklahoma uh, I don't know if you know this, just for anyone listening. If you bet a game and the stadium sh- the location, the venue shifts from one team stadium to another, you get you get refunded your bet. It gets like voided. What a stupid rule! Now, like I, Vegas doesn't need it. Not, you should get rewarded for that. Not only that, but like, like, what if you're thinking hurricane season or New Orleans? What if you're studying the meteorology you know climatology of it all and you're like hurricane's gonna hit this thing's gonna get shifted i want i will even if it's a small percent chance i want exposure you bet it now yeah, you get and that's that is exactly what we do we do we do all <laughs> yeah. that kind of research the line the line in my opinion should reflect like that type of weather right yeah if you if you got it locked in you got it locked in i completely agree Simple as good that. or bad but i think i wonder if it, except for when it's bad and i want my money back. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I got refunded, so that's not my game. The game is actually, we already talked about it. I love LSU at UCLA. I think this quarterback is Garbo for UCLA. I think LSU, I think people are really down on them after last year. I think they went like five and five, six, five and six. And I love uh, going against popular opinion here of LSU still being not very good. If, If this is... Here, if this is, I won't even use Georgia Bama, but this is if this is Florida, like what do you think Florida's favorite if they go to UCLA? Is it four? I think it's like probably like ten, right? And I think I think LSU is better than Florida this year. Yeah, I I I, I agree, but I think yeah. like this line is like underestimating the talent gap between LSU and UCLA. I don't buy it's it's. It's taking LSU in the year that they had last year. Yeah, it's it's total recency bias, which I'm a victim of, no doubt. But I uh, I think this one is is the lock, and I'm I have Tennessee on Thursday, and then I have I can't remember what the morning games are on Saturday, but I will be stacking a serious amount on LSU if it if things go well early part of the weekend. You love a good stack. <laughs> yeah. You love a good stack. <laughs> Look, I'm not. I'm not in the season to win like fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. Yeah, let's win it all or nothing. Like, I I like it. I respect <laughs> it. Uh, you're we're a little different in that aspect, but I, I respect it. So those are our picks. I guess I don't know if we can even do future picks anymore. So I think maybe we just skip that. I guess what we lo- we had was OU national champion. We both were on that one. Yep. We, we liked them. We've talked about them. Uh, me shoes on Georgia over ten and a half wins. Yep. That that basically we already talked about that. If Georgia wins their first game, he thinks it hits. We'll see. Um, I'm on Notre Dame over eight and a half wins. No surprise there. Brian Kelly, we 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 like we love Notre Dame. We love them. Um, do you have any Heisman winners? If I were to bet a Heisman winner, I wouldn't bet. Rattler, just because I think the odds are bad. I think JT Daniels is like six. Favorite never wins. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and if the odds aren't like 
who knows? 1600. I think JT Daniels was 1600. That's who I think I'd go with. Mm. Which is funny because I don't even know. I haven't looked at these odds in a while, but I had written down my favorite is my guy DJ. Oh, and we are so much better than JT. But if you like DJ, I would recommend him over JT any day of the week, as we mentioned. Um, so those are some fun ones if you're interested in that. Uh, we, we've kind of sprinkled a little bit of money on some of those that we mentioned. So I guess we'll end the show with something that we're going to do probably every show, something that's a little different, not football. It's very random, but kind of with a theme of like the power ranking, the AP, you know, top 10. We're going to do a power ranking of just kind of a random list. And hopefully as, you know, hopefully this show gets a little more popular. Some of you, you subscribers can send in some lists of what you would want to see us rank. And hopefully when we have guests on, they'll bring their ranking as well. But for this week, we decided to do a top five power ranking of Nickelodeon shows. Who would like to start? I would like to start. Okay. Because How I, confident do you feel about this, by the way? My top three is a slam dunk. My my top four is a slam dunk. My five is is pretty soft, I think. Okay. All right. So number one, Go ahead. I think it it's without question SpongeBob SquarePants. Number two, Rugrats. Number three, Good pick. Hey Arnold. Good pick. Number four, Rocket Power. Great pick. Number five. Fairly odd parents. Wow, that is <laughs> that's an interesting list. So, do you, I'll I'll give my list and we'll talk about sure. it. Sure. So, I didn't even put SpongeBob on my Dude. list. That's I know that's like the everybody loves SpongeBob, right? It's it's everybody's favorite. I watched it. I don't think I loved it. Like it's still going on. That's how good the show is, but it's not in my top five. Like it's it's not. Give me we'll get to it. Let me finish yeah. the list here. My one is Rocket Power. Those guys were, if you wanted to be a cartoon, you wanted to be one of those guys. Like, they lived the chillest life ever. Can you name, Two, can you name the Rocket Power characters? Or how many can you name? Uh, there was Otto, who's the main character. Yeah. Reggie was her, his sister. Yeah. Um, oh, I, the... The guy that moved in, Squid, yeah, he's Squid. Yeah. He was the guy who moved in from Kansas. I'm blanking on the taller guy. And then there was um, was like Theo one, Tito. Tito was the uncle, Uncle Tito. And I'm blanking on the dad's name. Ray, Do you know the dad's name? Raymundo. <laughs> Raymundo. <laughs> oh, how could I forget that? Oh, that's number one though. Unbelievable show. All the things that I can't even get close to doing either. Like. Maybe that's why I wanted to be them, because I just can't do any of those things. Anyways, my number two, Hey Arnold. Three, Rugrats. Yeah. Four, Drake and Josh. It's a good one. And then number five, Fairly Odd Parents. No way. Are you serious? Yep. No. I swear. Yep. <laughs> that is insane. Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, I thought that was like just like a weird thing that I had for that show. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, that, it, in a weird way, it does like... It's such a stupid show, but it it's it's good. Dude, it strikes a it's, strikes a chord. Apparently, <laughs> it does. Yeah, I think it's a little underrated. I think people will enjoy that one. I think it's a good pick. I would agree. I, uh, so I think yeah. Our, go ahead. I looked up some interesting facts on some of these shows. 
guess guess how old or yeah guess how old spongebob is 25 years 35 years old no way <laughs> yeah. i mean it changes they get i saw a birthday july 14th 1986 so it's not like you know so that's that's what my point was that's like everyone's gonna say that's number one that's a you know that's a pick that you did you enjoy that show or do you just like ah everybody likes it like i'll like watch the show and i'll be like this is so dumb but then i'll like find myself laughing and get mad at myself but like then be like damn seven it. episodes <laughs> deep damn it they got me <laughs> other it's, it's okay other it's interesting okay. fact this or uh what percent of the show's viewers are adults with no kids whoa so I feel like that's a trick question, and it's going to be a lot higher. So I'm going to say 32. 25%. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, I would have, you know, before, if, for the sake of this, I would have said like 12, 15. Yeah. A fourth of the show. That's incredible. It's kind of disturbing a little bit. Makes you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, watch some news or something. Yeah, go, go do but something else. also, watch SpongeBob. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, who cares? I don't think anyone watching SpongeBob who's an adult with no kids is going to listen to our podcast anyway. <laughs> but if you do but, yeah. continue to listen, yeah, we it's, support that's you all the way. That's why Luke put it at number one. <laughs> that's why Luke put it at number one. We love you. <laughs> so we had Hey Arnold, Rugrats. Those are classics. Agreed. I don't think the football head. So good. His. What What was your favorite part about Hey Arnold? Or what was the one thing that you wish you had from Hey Arnold? Oh, this is obvious. Yeah, his bedroom was freaking sweet. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> the bedroom. couch that popped out. Like I never. I don't. So good. I don't even. He like. I think in the in the intro, he like starts reading on the couch or something. He does something on the couch. I'm like, I don't even read that much, but that look. He made reading look cool. Yeah, that bedroom is. It's what kids dream of. Rugrats. That's just a classic. Like. Just good writing, really good writing. Yeah, I mean, that's what I look for in a show. Just a good group of characters, a lot of interaction, growth, you know. I do think Rugrats <laughs> sort of like, when they try to do, what is it, Rugrats all grown up, like they lost me, you know. Yeah, they try to branch out, yeah. stick to your, stick to what you're good at. Yeah, I st I'm 30 years old, I still like, you know, little, little Tommy, not... 15, 20 yeah, year old Tommy. Not weird Tommy who yeah. went through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes that kind of Tommy. Uh, so, yeah, I the one different one that I had was Drake and Josh. I just, you know, two stepbrothers hating each other, couldn't get along. One's popular, one's kind of a nerd. Did you? Like, that's just great. I Classic had, stuff right there. I had read that they are actually like very like i think this is right estranged like they're not friends anymore at all and like if you look up what josh looks like he's like skinny now uh, yeah that happens all the time that's like neville and harry potter yeah. it's like the ones that you that aren't the stars they always get the good looking ones like they yeah, always yeah. get good looking yeah they come hot they come hot so what was your fourth one? We had one more different on your end. No, I had I had two, three, four, oh, five. SpongeBob. SpongeBob was my one, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's two solid lists. We'll see. I guess we could uh you know as we get going we could put like a little poll on Instagram, Twitter, and and vote on who's got the better list. That would be kind of a fun thing to do and you know keep our listeners engaged. I think you're gonna be 
sorely disappointed in the number of people who put. I could be. I think the SpongeBob <laughs> one might that yeah. one might hurt me a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, so that's what we got. Episode one in the books, huh? I really hope that we hit record and everything works out so we don't have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's, it was a nightmare getting it set up. It but, was. You know, this will be your, your unique podcast of the week to listen to. So My mom's going <laughs> to love it. Yeah, I don't know if my mom will even listen. <laughs> that's the sad part. All right, well, we will see you guys next week. Next week, we will have a preview or a review, excuse me, of the games, how our bets went, preview for week two, and hopefully we will have a guest on who has a little bit of football knowledge and can share some of his picks. That is pending, so we will see. Fingers crossed. I am so jacked for next week because that's when it feels like this podcast really gets going. Exactly. All right. Peace out, everyone.